Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road, and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract, guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract they've helped thousands of people and they're a plus rated with a bbb so if you feel scammed get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now guaranteed call n-o-w Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. C Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spitting Statistician, a.k.a. The Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. And welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Network, episode 382. It is the 382nd convening of the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Real deal, people know what's up. Dilly dilly to everybody out there today on a Thursday. We got a good show for you today. Here's what we're going to get down into. All right. We're going to talk a little bit about those all-star game, the takeaways. Uh, I was right on some things. I was wrong on some things. Uh, Some interesting things they tried that we're going to talk about, experimental pieces of baseball. We're going to get into that a little bit as well. I'll tell you some ways that I'm leaning as we go into the second half of baseball also, okay? I'll give you some uh, diamonds and fugazes to forget about in baseball right then. We will continue in our division by division. We did some of the NFC West on Monday. And remember, guys, I'm here for you guys right now on Thursdays because this is the second freestyle of the week, okay? We have moved from just Mondays to Mondays and Thursdays. It is officially on. It is officially two times a week. Y'all get the stats over beat cipher to help you. Say it with me now. 
Strong style, you know what it is. Win your leagues and win that cash. So we're going to get back into the NFC West. We gave you some diamonds and fugazis there. We'll give you some win total love, some schedule nuggets, some uh, division bets, things of that nature. We'll tell you what you need to know about the NFC West. But there is a big story today out of the AFC West. You guys know about that. You guys know I'm all about the Chargers these days. I do think they are the most complete team in the NFL. However, not if what we heard today has any legs. And where there is smoke, there is fire. There is a first-round draft pick that may be going the Le'Veon Bell route. Uh, for this season. So we'll get into that as well as the other takes that we got on the NFC West. And then, as always, we put the fun in functional sports content. We're going to talk about, you know, I was on this morning on Make It Rain, as always, Mondays through Fridays, 7 to 9 p.m. I'm um, 8 a.m. 7 to 9 a.m. And uh, we had a conversation kind of take over. All right. And it is my poll question today. Uh, and it comes from yesterday was the ESPYs. All right. And on the ESPYs, they gave out an award for esports. And so we had a conversation this morning. Are, are esports sports? Are the people who play esports athletes? And we're going to get into that. I want to get your thoughts there in the chat room as well. We'll have some fun. I think we are going to bring back our rapping athletes. And then, uh, you know, right now it's in the news a lot about the equal pay for the men and the women. In soccer, I'll tell you some other things that soccer needs to do if they want to modernize, if they want to get with it. I was talking about this a little bit on the Monday show. We'll get into all of it. Man, Danny Otto downstairs, he's always, uh, you know, trying to make me sound good, make me look good. And he'll be, uh, you know, bringing it to us from the pit of misery a little bit later on. So that's what we're getting into on this show, okay? Uh, We got the poll question up, as I mentioned. Make your voice heard, all right, people? I'm always interested in hearing from the Stats Over Beat Cypher. The question is... Are esports, you know, gamers, should they be considered athletes or not? Uh, the options are yes, no, and hell no. All right, so we'll get into that a little bit later on. And then the other thing I'm going to say is, all right, I am open for business. All right, you can hit me up in the chat room. You can hit me up on social media, but you could also holler at the spitting statistician. The number to call is 844-843-6879. We will open the phone lines because I know a lot of people have drafts going on. They may have some question marks. We got some dynasty leagues going on where you got to decide who your keepers are, things of that nature. So if you want to get at the spitting statistician, the phone lines will be open in the, uh, I believe, we'll do that, Danny, in the second, in in the third block, all right? In that third hour, as we shift the gears and put the fun and functional sports content, we'll have the phone lines open if you want to holler at the spitting statistician. I also told you guys on Monday that I was starting that the Scotty Fish draft. Okay, and this thing has taken over. There are over 1,200 teams in it. Uh, You may see it. It is a trending topic on Twitter. And what I really love is that everybody's drafting kind of at the same time, right? So there's been a lot of camaraderie going on on Twitter. A lot of people starting to smack talk, side bets, that sort of thing. And so I'll catch you up on where I am in my Scotty Fish draft. We are now in the 14th round of that draft. I told you I was really excited about it. I think I drafted Antonio Brown live on air on Monday. It was a third-round pick. Well, the team has gotten better since then. All right, listen, I got Keenan Allen as a wide receiver, two in this league, all right, in the fourth round. So if that gives you any idea of my stable out there, we're going to be all right. When we come back, though, we dive in, take a look back at the All-Star game. Talk about where I was right, where I was wrong, my leans for the second half, some diamonds and fugazis, and why some minor leagues are experimenting. All that and more. Come on back. It's the Fantasy Freestyle. Dilly dilly. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Hey, welcome back. Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Network. It's your boy, the spitting statistician, Dane Martinez, holding it down with the stats over beat Cypher. We got some people in the chat room, as usual. Big shout-out, as always, to Francisco G, to Jilly Dilly as well. Other people will get on down real soon. I told you, let's talk about the uh, All-Star Weekend, what I got right, what I got wrong real quick. Home Run Derby, I told you I was fading the young kids. I was wrong. Pete Alonso takes it home. I told you I was on Jock Peterson, and let me tell you something. Jock Peterson had a nice little run, okay? It took three overtimes for him to lose to Vlad Guerrero, so I don't feel like there was any harm in that one. But when it comes to the All-Star game on Tuesday, the boy Speeds nailed it. I hope you guys listen to me on this one. I told you I am taking the under on the All-Star game. The over-under was at 8.5. I told you to take the under. Final score, 4-3. Last time I checked, 7 was lower than 8.5. Win that cash. You know what I'm saying? And here's the other thing, what I'll say. I also told you that, like, the good power pitching will beat the good hitting. I said I would not be surprised if there was a total of over 20 strikeouts in this game. I told you I would not be surprised if most of the home runs were scored via the home run. Well, you know, there were two bombs hitting the game. And out of the 51 outs that were in that game... 23 were via the strikeouts, 16 from the AL, 7 from the NL. All right, so I was right on that. Like the strikeouts, the power pitching, that was, in fact, dominant. There were a number of people who threw one inning and struck out the three men they faced. Aroldis Chapman, I think, had that. MVP Shane Bieber had that. And it is just more testament to these kind of three true outcomes that we are in. Not only the home run rates, but the strikeout rates are going up. The walk rates are going up. We are not stringing hits together. There were only 13 hits in the All-Star game. All right? There were only 13 hits in the All-Star game, and there were 23 strikeouts. All right? There were only 11 non-home run hits. That's like one an inning. Come on, people. All right? That's the way this is going. I will say this, though. Remember I talked about my platform uh, that I wanted, like, also a uh, beat the shift challenge, a fastest runner, a best accuracy? Well, I can't front. I like what some of the things that uh, Fox did, specifically miking up the players. And I think this is something that is really interesting. I know they probably can't do this in a major league regular season game because of, you know, the guy's got to stay focused, everything from what you pick up. Sometimes they may, you know, talk signs and stuff like that. But I understand. But they did it for the Freddie Freeman at bat. They did it with Yelich and Bellinger together in the outfield, like both of them going for a triple crown. They did it with a couple of Astros that were on the field together. I think Springer and Brantley were together, and they were talking about it, along with Bregman as well. I thought that was really cool. All right, and here's my thing. Baseball has a a problem with young kids' attention spans. You know what I'm saying? And so I think this would be a nice... A, a, a great way to do it. All the kids these days right now that are playing like Fortnite and stuff, they're watching a game and they're watching other people talk about it when it's happening. This is not new for them, okay? This is also, it's not like this isn't done in other sports, all right? In the NFL, the quarterback and the middle linebacker have a headset 
you know, the coordinators are talking to them. I do think that just like in the NFL when they cut it off with like 10 or 15 seconds left on a play clock, Major League Baseball could do the same thing. All right? You're not allowed to talk to them like, you know, a couple seconds before the pitch is being, you know, when play is actually going on. But in between pitches, you know, in that dead time, which is where your millennials will tune out, where they'll go on their other screen and check IG, where they'll go ahead and flip the channel, that's where if you put some of this stuff in, maybe it's just the first base and the third base coach. You know, something like that. Maybe it's an umpire talking. You know, I, I do think they have so many different angles visually, you know, with camera angles and stuff. Adding this kind of audio, I think, could be very interesting. And you know what the best place for it would be, honestly? Put it in the damn bullpen. Put microphones in the damn bullpen and hear these guys chatting it up with their baseball talk all game long. I think that would be really cool. Something for Major League Baseball to consider. I know they've done it in... Uh, like spring training games before. They do it in the All-Star game, these other exhibitions. It is something that I think Major League Baseball could, in fact, consider. And let me tell you something. Major League Baseball is trying a lot of stuff in the Atlantic League, okay, in some minor league uh, leagues. They're treating it like a Petri dish for Major League Baseball. You remember things like uh, it was up on the table for the next collective bargaining agreement, the idea that pitches would have a three-batter minimum, the idea of starting extra innings with a guy on second. But there's two other things that are actually being tried in the Atlantic League, like as of this week, that I want to let you guys know about. The first thing is, I know this sounds crazy, but they're using robot umpires for behind home plate for, for balls and strikes. They tried it in the All-Star game that was yesterday, okay? What happens is the umpire will have like an earpiece in, and that's like Bluetooth to his, you know, his phone, which is connected to some system where a robot is they're mechanically calling balls and strikes. They program in the strike zone. You see this on TV sometimes with the, like the stat cast and the, and the hot zones, the heat maps. So they're having the umpire, the robot, actually call balls and strikes, and then they relay it to the umpire who's making the call on the field. Okay? And the human still has to be there, they say, to override if like, there's some weird mistake that the uh, technology makes. Right. Um, And this is only balls and strikes like it won't be check swings. It won't be foul balls. It's nothing on the bases. Okay, And in this all star game that happened yesterday, check this out. The pitcher on the mound had no idea it was even happening. And that would be my my problem if there was like a delay because they got to feed the information over to the umpire who still has got to make a call, that sort of thing. But the pitchers on the mound literally had no idea this was even being piloted. They said it looked, it ran just as smooth. And so if that's the case, all right. You know, I think I still like the human error on some level, how different umpires have different strike zones. You can tell this guy is a tight zone, a high zone, whatever. The thing that worries me about this is the letter of the law is the strike zone is here, right right on the letters, your armpits kind of thing. I wonder if that's what they program in. Because if they do, it's going to be different for people to realize because then the high strike is going to be called, and that will be slightly different for batters to get used to. All right, but I'm intrigued to see what happens. Here's the other thing the Atlantic League is trying, which I think is very interesting. You know how if there's a strike three that gets away from the catcher, you can go to first, right? Pass ball on strike three, you can run the first. They are experimenting with the idea that, no, 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 you could straight up steal first base whenever you want. Okay, on any pitch that gets away from the catcher or that hits the dirt, they are experimenting with you can make a break for it. You could try to literally steal first base. 
I don't know how this is going to play out, but I think it's inventive. I think it's innovative. I think it's worth a try in some of these independent minor leagues and see how it plays, you know. And wouldn't that be interesting that it adds to the game, right? Like on a pass ball or something like that. You got you to gotta calculate if you want to try and take that risk and go for it. Some, you know, I'm a Yankees fan, as you can see. And uh, Gary Sanchez has a lot of pass ball issues, right? Like could that be an issue then if you could steal first base with nobody on? You know, and I think that's something very, very interesting to look at and to consider. Will they do it? Probably not. Um, but, you know, it's interesting to note that they're trying these things in, um, you know, some of those smaller independent leagues, okay? And I told you, though, this does kick off the second half of the season. All right, today, there's only Texas versus uh, Houston, I believe. It's Lance Lynn against Valdez. I'm sort of on the plus number of the Texas Rangers. I'm on the over, even though it's 10.5. I think balls will be flying out of Arlington and now that the weather is getting warmer. But here's what I want to say. My man Joe Ranieri, co-host on Make It Rain, uh, you know, every morning, he told me that not today because there's only one game, but tomorrow in these weekend series, the first series back, from the All-Star break. Favorites hit at a 68% clip, which is much more than normal. And I, I buy the rationale. Like, if you're a contending team who's going to be a favorite, you're chomping at the bit to get back at it, right? You're, you're ready to make your playoff push. If you're one of these also-rans and underdogs, someone who's going to be at a minus, you know, excuse me, someone who's going to be at a plus 175, what are you really playing for? You just had your little vacation. Now you got to go back and know that for the next two or three months, your games really don't matter, but you still got to like play out the string versus an excited team. So I think that does make sense. But on Friday and over the weekend, let it be known that the first series after the All-Star break, the favorites hit at a 68% clip. That is great value, and that is something that you guys should potentially consider over this weekend before the, le the next convening of the Stats Overbeat Cypher. When we come back here, I want to give you some diamonds and fugazis for baseball as we move along going into the second half, and then we will dive back into football, okay? We'll talk NFC West, scheduling, bets, diamonds, and fugazis, but we'll talk about the big breaking news here in the AFC West and with the Los Angeles Chargers. Melvin Gordon has something to say. I'll tell you about it coming back. It's fantastic. Freestyle, you heard. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Holiday. It would be so nice. You know what it is. We back at Fantasy Freestyle, convening of the Stats Overbeat Cypher, and it's so interesting, right? We got our people like our Francisco G's, our Jilly Dillies, real real deal veterans of the Stats Overbeat Cypher. So for some of you new people, we may have to explain why we sing along to Madonna's Holiday and stuff like that. But the Stats Over Beats community, the Cypher, is an all-inclusive community. So I see some people like Ron Delorme, Senior Preblos, and stuff like that that are out there on the chat room. We're going to, uh, you know, we're going to indoctrinate you into some of the nicknames, some of the things we do here with the Stats Over Beats Cypher as uh, Perry Ying up in there as well. You know what it is as we help you win your leagues and win that cash. I also got to let you guys know, if you want two free 
risk-free bets up to like $1,000. You can go on over to pointsbet.com slash grid. Open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID, and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. And check this out. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. Let me say that again. By how much you win your bet. For example, if you bet the Texans minus three and then they cover the spread by seven points, you get seven times your bet. That's ridiculous. Okay, that's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter the promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. I'm telling you guys, that is and gals, that is easy money because what we are coming up to is not only football season, Right, but college football season, and you're telling me that I can't get Alabama minus like you know 20 points, and they win by 47, and I get 47 times my bet. I'm telling you, go on over to Points Bet, do this, and save those bets for week one and two of the football season, the college football season. But I digress anyway. We got some questions coming up. Uh, yeah, Jilly Dilly telling uh, Perry Yang, yeah, Perry Yang. Two times a week now. It's official. We got football, baby, to discuss. I got to help y'all win your leagues and win that cash. We doing this Mondays and Thursdays for the Stats Overbeat Cypher. We got Big Timer in there as well. That's what's up. The crew is coming and assembling. That's how we do it, okay? And for everybody who is new, hopefully you guys, uh, uh, you know, enjoy as we put the fun in functional sports content. I want to tell you also, though, I told you I got some diamonds on some Fugazis for Major League Baseball going into the second half, okay? This is in fantasy. One of the things I've talked about already at this point of the fantasy baseball season, okay, is that you may need to sell for like 80 cents on the dollar, 70 cents on the dollar on some things, okay? I told you about guys that are on the trade block because especially if you're in an AL or NL only league and, for example, Marcus Stroman, Pitcher on the Blue Jays, a lot of rumors that he might be on the trade block, a lot of rumors that he may go to a team like the San Diego Padres in the NL. So if you own Marcus Stroman and you're in an AL-only league and that trade goes down, guess what? You're left with squadoosh, okay? So if that might happen, you may want to start to sell these guys because you don't know what's going on in the trade deadline, right? And I think that is something to very, you know, you have to really worry about that. So starters that are out there, guys like Zach Wheeler, Marcus Stroman, Mad Bum, you got to pay attention to this. They may switch leagues. They may evaporate from your player pool or may appear, in your player pool. In the bullpen, Kirby Yates, Shane Green, Felipe Vasquez, Rossiel Iglesias. These are all closers that may move not only to another league, but if they get traded to a contending team, they may have a different role. They may not be the save guy anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's say Shane Green gets traded to, I don't know, um, the Dodgers. He's no longer the closer going to earn you saves in fantasy baseball. You have to keep an eye on these trade deadline guys, okay? Another thing I will say that you're going to start to learn and start to see another reason to potentially sell your players for 80 cents on the dollar or less. Some of these stud pitchers that you've seen that are having great years are going to start to run up against their innings limit. Okay, and I think that's very important to monitor, okay, because they're going to either skip starts, they're going to pull them after five on purpose, so if you need a quality start, it ain't happening. They're going to, you know, spot start them, that sort of thing. There's a couple of, I'm going to tell you four guys right now that are, that are probably helping your fantasy team right now that won't be come September, 
Okay, Chris Paddock, also of the Padres, okay, he threw a career high 90 innings pitch last year in the minors because he was coming off of Tommy John. 90 innings pitch was his max last year. He's already got 82 innings, all right? And Paddock, his agent, Scott Boris. Scott Boris does this and tries to manage it. Remember with Matt Harvey for the Mets in 2015, how there was an issue with that? Remember Strasburg in 2012 with the Nationals, okay? Boris' clients will be managed in this way. So if you have Chris Paddock, I don't know that he's going to still be the ace come September. I don't know that he's going to get those starts, all right? So you got to watch out for him. All right. Another guy, two guys I'll tell you. Atlanta Braves, uh, Soroka was an all star, stud. Okay. Max Freed, pitching real well. All right. Soroka, his highest ever, 153 innings pitched. He's already at 90. What is that? Seven starts? What are you going to do after August when making your fantasy baseball push or in your fantasy baseball playoffs? Max Freed, his highest ever total, 118 and two thirds innings. He's at 98 innings right now, all right? And their GM, Alex Anthopoulos, it's a Greek name, excuse me, he's already come out and said it, and I quote, we're well aware, we're mindful of it, we're trying to save bullets any place that we can, whether it's taking them out of games early, if we have a nice lead, maybe we skip a start down the road, skip bullpens in between, give them extra days rest, we'll certainly watch that. This is the front office coming out and telling you, in essence, Freed, Sorotka, they ain't going to be getting you quality starts come August, September, okay? So Paddock is another one. And here's the last one. And I, this hurts me because I have shares of this dude. This dude is a boss. This dude right now is the ace of my fantasy baseball staff. I'm talking Walker Bueller on the Dodgers. He threw 137 innings last year. He's got 104 already so far. They may push him to what? 160? 170. So we're talking about another eight, nine starts worth of innings for even a guy like Walker Bueller. Okay. So you got to remember that and you got to pay attention to things like that. I think it is very important. I'm going to give you some other ways these guys to forget about. I'm, I think it's time to sell high on Fernando Tatis. Show me your Tatis. You know what I'm saying? I think, listen, I love his stats. He's great. He's young. He may hit a wall. And here's the other thing. I've told you about Babbitt before. Batting average on balls in play. The league average is around 300. Okay? If you're hitting well above 300 in Babbitt, you're primed for regression. Yeah, Fernando Tatis' Babbitt is 419. That's going to regress a little bit. And, you know, as a young kid, may hit the wall. Same kind of thing with Yoan Moncada. His BABIP right now is 392, and it's augmented by a 27% strikeout rate. That ain't changing much. His BABIP is going to regress. His batting average will regress, but he'll still strike out one out of every four at-bats. And on the pitching side, shout-out to my boy Mike Florio, uh, one of the former BFFs. He gave me this nugget. Mike Miner has been pitching real well. Or at least it looks like it's real well. In the month of June, dude had a 95% strand rate. That's ridiculous. That is not sustainable, okay? And the BABIP against him was 200. That's also not sustainable. Those things are going to regress. And here's the other thing. It gets hot in Arlington and Texas come these summer months, and that ball is going to fly. So I would fade Mike Miner. I would sell Mike Miner uh, moving forward, all right? That's, that's the way I would look at it.
um, two guys, some guys that you need to maybe sell a little bit because either they're going to regress or they may evaporate from the player universe or they may be managed so much that they can't get the stats you need, uh, most notably things like quality starts and wins for some of these pitchers, all right? So hopefully you guys are on that. Let's change gears to football now because I know that's what the Stats Overbeat Cypher really wants to talk about. Um, yep, thank you, by the way. Tony out there is telling me, listen, you know, this idea, you got to get anticipate these things, innings limits, trade and new roles, okay? So that's what we do here, Tony, if you're new to the show, dilly dilly to you. And uh, that's what we do here. We help you win your leagues and win that cash. Let's switch gears to football, though, because, you know, football is king here, right? Um, there you go, by the way, Ron Lorman got, he has Max Freed, was just offered a trade for him. Listen, I'm telling you, he looks great right now. But when you need him and you're pushed to the fantasy playoffs or in the fantasy playoffs, they're going to be managing him, bro. They're going to be skipping starts for him. They're going to be pulling him after five. So just, just watch that, all right? But listen, the big football news today, I know probably a lot of you heard it already if you are listening to this uh, network. And some of you listen to this network 24-7, so we appreciate that. Uh, Melvin Gordon has come out and said that he either wants a contract extension now or he's demanding a trade. He's not going to report to camp. All right, so here's the thing. He's in the last year of his rookie deal, the fifth year. They, they picked up the option, of course. And I'm of two minds on this, okay? One side, listen, you don't pay running backs. He's 26. You don't pay him, right? You chew him up, you spit him out. That's what they do, right? So I understand that. I understand Melvin Gordon taking the stance. But here's the thing. As you guys know, I'm high on the Chargers. I've been high on the Chargers. I think they are a complete team. Here's the other thing about the Chargers, your window is the rest of Philip Rivers' career. End of story. And what is that? Two years? Something like that? You are a contender, a real contender right now. I think they are going to the AFC Championship game this year. You know that. All right? If you have the window and you have the pieces, you have the Hunter Henrys, the Keenan Allens, that defense with Boza and Ingram, Derwin James, all that stuff, you have the quarterback in place, what are you going to do? Lose your starting Pro Bowl running back and then, you know, not be a contender this year and then what? Have to hit the reset button when Phillip Rivers walks away to go procreate some more? No. Honestly, I know it doesn't sound right. I know it goes against conventional wisdom. I say if you're the Chargers, pay the man. You got to strike when the iron is hot. Your opportunity is right now for the next two years when you still have Phillip Rivers, when you have an all-pro wideout, when you have an all-pro running back, when you have an ascending defense with young studs on it, when you have the best secondary in football. You need to pay the man. Unfortunately, I think Melvin Gordon, you need to pay. And here's the funny part. I'm doing my Scott Fish draft, right? The news comes out on that. Yeah, what do you think the next two picks in the draft were? Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. There you have it. I hope it doesn't come to that, but it's something to keep an eye on. We'll talk NFC West, and we'll put the fun in functional sports content for the Stats Overbeat Cypher. And some of the new viewers and listeners that are out here, dilly dilly to all y'all. Holler at the Spitting Statistician if you want. We'll chop it up. Let's go. You heard. Come on back. Fantasy Freestyle. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
no sleep too. All right, here we go. Back at it, Fantasy Freestyle with your boy, the Spitting Statistician. The 382nd episode and convening of the Stats Over Beats Cypher. And you know what? Shout out to the Stats Over Beats Cypher. You know I love you guys. Jilly Dilly, Big Timer, Perry Ying, and the like that are here with the convening of the Stats Over Beats Cypher. For all y'all new listeners and viewers and stuff like that, I'm going to tell you right now. There is no more powerful community in fantasy than the Stats Overbeat Cypher. I kid you not. We hear very emotional stuff here during football season, okay? And I am honored to be the head of the Stats Overbeat Cypher. It's been statistician, the stable genius, and vocal minority. And, like, literally, literally just seeing the chat room right now, Perry Ingham being like, oh, my God. You know, Melvin Gordon news isn't as big as Speed's being back twice a week. You know, big timer being like, yes, Mondays and Thursdays. Thank you, guys, because I was like, all right, I'm only going to do it twice a week if the Stats Overbeat Cypher needs it. And, of course, I'm here for y'all. Y'all know how we do. And I was talking about the football Real quick, and I got a nice little announcement for you guys, too. I'm talking about the Scotty Fish League and stuff. We are going to do a uh, pit of misery league here for football, okay? We're going to do a league. There's going to be 14 teams in it. Your boy Chris Ventra, you know, uh, the BFFs, yours truly, right? All these people from the network. And we're going to have a couple of spots for fans, okay? okay? And I am going to, we are going to allocate one team in our staff league here to be a member of the Stats Overbeat Cypher, okay? There will be a Stats Overbeat Cypher member in our league. I made a point. We're going to reserve a spot in this league. So uh, hit me up, and we'll try and figure out how to do that. Maybe we'll run a contest or something. But one of my real deal Stats Overbeat Cypher folks, we're going to get you into this staff league, and then you're going to you know, compete against the spitting statistician, see if you can win your leagues and win that cast, but I want to let you know about that. We're going to get that going on next month. More details to come. Yes, I am, in fact, on now twice a week on the evenings, Monday and Thursday. You could also, if that's not enough speeds for you, you could also catch me every weekday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. with my main man, the rain man, Joe Ranieri, on Make It Rain. We do a lot of good stuff over there, and as we get into football season, oh, boy. It's going to be nuts. If you weren't here on Monday, I gave you diamonds and fugazis for all the teams in the NFC West. All right? Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm down on Gurley because I don't want him as my RB1. I, I think he'll be fine. I just don't think he'll be a workhorse anymore. And it's about volume for that RB1, the workhorse, the bell cow. Right? I told you I'm on Daryl Henderson. I told you I like Cooper Cup at value because he's the lowest of the three. Right? Uh, for Seattle, I told you I'm on Rashad Penny. I think he's going to get a little second-year jump, and I'm down on DK Metcalf. I think he's a fugazi, someone you need to forget about, right? This idea that he's not a polished receiver. He's going to be a, a down-the-field guy, and that's great. But the Seahawks are like the second-biggest running team in the NFL. So outside of Tyler Lockett, I'm off all their receivers. In San Francisco, I'm on Dante Pettis. I like some of the running backs by committee. If you get the right one of Coleman or McKinnon, I think you have an RB, a late RB2 and a flex play kind of guy, and that could be value for you. I am down on George Kittle. He's my Fugazi for the Niners. I told you there will be some regression. He doesn't have his college roommate, CJ Beathard, throwing him the ball anymore. And there's just more weapons now. Marquis Goodwin back. Pettis is there. They drafted Debo. They have Tevin Coleman out of the backfield. They have Jarek McKinnon back. Kittle will be fine, but he's not going to, you know, he's not going to eclipse. 
his stats from last year. He's going to regress. I think he belongs a little bit more in the Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram tier. I actually may rather having O.J. Howard at three. I think it's Kelsey and Ertz, but that's besides the point. And I told you a guy I really like in Arizona is Christian Kirk. I told you about his connection with uh, Kyler Murray. They both were at Texas A&M together, and I think he takes a step. And I tell you, with the Arizona Cardinals, a lot of David Johnson fits into this category. If you're if you're into like Fitzy or Andy Isabella or any of those guys, the thing with the Cardinals is this Cliff Kingsbury offense. They are going to run a ton more plays than most teams. Okay, so that's more opportunities. That's more volume. So I like that, and I like Christian Kirk. I think Christian Kirk, he right now is going as wide receiver 35. I got him in uh, uh, Scotty Fish as the 37th wide receiver off the board in the 10th round, and I was real happy about it. He was my wide receiver four. Okay, I have Christian Kirk as my fourth wide receiver. I'm happy about it. In case you want to know, you may be seeing the hashtag SF9 going all over the place right now on Twitter. That's Scotty Fish 9. My wide receivers are Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, then Calvin Ridley, and then Christian Kirk. So I like that. I got some of my other diamonds in the roughs there. But let me tell you about the schedule. I told you also that my, my, my hot take here would be I'm fitting the Rams this year. I think the Super Bowl hangover is real. I think their schedule is real. Like the Rams have to, uh, you know, play the first place schedule. So they're going to see the Saints. You know, they're going to see uh, the Eagles or whatever when, like, the Seahawks will see, you know, the Panthers and stuff like that, right? The Rams also lose a home game, okay? They have technically a home game, but it's in London against the Cincinnati Bengals. So check this out. They have a home game against the 49ers. These are the Rams I'm talking about. Against the Niners in week six. They don't play another real actual home game until week 11, and it's against the Chicago Bears. That's a big stretch in the middle of the season. Their only technical home game is in London. I don't like that. Contrast that with the fact that the Seattle Seahawks finish with two games at home in week 16 and 17 against the Cardinals and the Niners at home. I think that helps the Seahawks in a potential playoff push. I'm playing under the 10.5 wins for the Rams, over 8.5 wins for the Seahawks. San Francisco, their win total is 8. I pass on that. I can see them going 8-8. Eight and eight. I can see them being a surprise team with Jimmy G in tow and the weapons and the Shanahan offense. I can see them taking a little step and being a fringe contender at 9-7. and seven. I could also see them easily winning 6 or 7 games, although I do think they take a step forward as long as Jimmy G stays healthy. And then with the Arizona Cardinals, their over-under is 5. I'm staying away from the Cardinals. Listen, I told you last year I thought they were one of the worst teams in the NFL, and they were. With the rookie quarterback and the new scheme, it could go, it can go a lot of different ways. This Cliff Kingsbury system could completely defecate the mattress, and they could be again four and twelve. Or Kyler Murray can wind up being like Baker Mayfield was, and they could really be a surprise team. So I'm off that. My bet would be the over eight and a half with the Seattle Seahawks. They have an identity. They have a you know, a top-tier quarterback, right? And that's really the ingredients you need. And so if I'm off the Rams. The Rams are minus 190 to win that division. I don't think they're going to win the division, guys. I really don't. I think, that, you know, I think a lot of things broke well for the Rams last year. And I think they're going to, you know, take a step back. They still may make the playoffs. They still may be decent. But I don't think they, you know, I, I don't think they eclipse the 10.5 win total. They could go 10-6. and six. They could go 9-7. and seven. They could go 9-7 and seven and miss the playoffs, all right? So... I'm on the Seattle Seahawks to win this division at 4-1. to one. They are plus 390 right now, and I think that's worth it. The Niners are plus 400. I think if you want to put some shekels on the Seahawks, 
maybe, and the Niners. I think it's a decent bet, but my division bet here will be the Seahawks at 4-1. to one. I think everybody's on the Rams, and I think that is not necessarily the smartest thing out there. All right. So, Danny, are you with me, brother man? Because our poll question, our poll question is about esports, right? right? And are these guys athletes? Yes. What do you think, Danny? Are they athletes? Um, there was a time where I, w- I would say they weren't, but now that I know a couple of them, ah. I do believe they and are. And they train? They yes. train hard? Yes. What do they train for? Uh, for tournaments. Right, but like what kind of training are we talking about? What, like just, like, like remember Jeopardy James, the guy who was on Jeopardy for like a month and a half? He was training to like hit the buzzer quicker. Oh, you know? I didn't know that part. Yeah, he was. Um, but what are they doing? Is it like finger training? Is it just like stamina kind um, of training? Is it a, what? It's, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, it, it's mostly it's going to be playing the game that you're, you're oh, okay. for, obviously, to get better, to, to figure out right. better lines, better strategies for doing what you need to do. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure finger dexterity has to go into it also. Okay. So let me ask you this. If a video game player is an athlete, is a poker player an athlete? Um, professional poker player? Yeah. yeah, probably. Is a jockey an athlete? Yeah. Hmm. Is a, listen, I've seen like, you know, on ESPN, the Ocho, you know? <laughs> I've seen like darts. Are dart players athletes? I mean. Cornhole. I mean, now we're getting to leisure activities. Well, that's so. what I'm saying. So, so the distinction I would draw is I don't think it's a sport, bro. I'm sorry. I think it's a game. And I think athletes play sports and players play game. I'm not trying to disrespect games. Chess is a game that requires incredible mental acumen, strategy, planning, foresight, discipline. I ain't, I ain't you know, I'm not talking smack about the game, but it's a game. It's not a sport. You know what I'm saying? Like poker is a game. Don't get me wrong. You got to sit there in a tournament for 10 hours and have that stamina, have that focus. It's legit. It's just not a sport. Okay, it's a game, you know, and that's the way I think these esports. And, and and I brought it up because the ESPYs yesterday they awarded uh, an ESPY to uh, esports, and I don't know if that should be a category. And right now on the poll on Twitter, Danny, most of the people agree with me. Nineteen percent say yes, they're athletes. Thirty-one percent say no, and fifty percent of people say, Danny, hell no. Hell no, they ain't athletes, you know? So I, I, I understand because we talked about this this morning on Make It Rain, and someone in the chat room was on some like, if you could play it in your basement with a bag of Cheetos, it's not a sport. And I was like, okay, I hear that, but guess what? If you're a dude with a bag of Cheetos in your mom's basement or whatever, you probably are not at this level, right? You're not, probably not playing in tournaments. Like, these guys are on teams and stuff like that. You know what I mean, right, Danny? Right, right. I, I think, I, I mean, I'm fine however anybody wants to feel about it. I, I think if, if it's something that you have to train and devote a huge chunk of right. your life to, I think it's, it's worth calling, it, uh, calling them a, com- a competitor and calling it uh, uh, like them as like an Is Joey Chestnut an athlete? Uh, you know who he is, right? The hot dog guy? I don't. He's the guy who dominates the hot dog yeah, eating yeah, contest. No, no. All right. I know who he is. I'm trying to think. Um, 
Because, I mean, you do have to train a lot, and they have to put their bodies through a lot for that kind of stuff. All right, right now, my man Big Timer, who, by the way, is part of the Pit of Misery Fantasy Baseball League. Uh, he is. I understand that. Uh, and, by the way, Big Timer also, I'm looking at the standings of the Pit Fantasy Baseball League, and we right now are in a tie. We are tied in playoff position right now, so shout out to you, Big Timer. All right, and... Um, and then someone asked me about SF9 real quick. And Ben says, he's right. If you miss out on Kelsey Ertz, OJ Kittle, those in the, in the Scotty Fish settings, you need to get those. I got Zach Ertz early. But he says, if I miss out on Kelsey Ertz, OJ Kittle, OJ Kittle, Henry, and Ingram, who would I go for there? Um, Jared Cook. Jared Cook is my next one. One, two, three, four, five, six. Unless I'm missing someone, I think it's Jared Cook who would be my next one. He would be my next tight end uh, available there, okay? So um, if you're asking me the question, and Ben, you are, if those one, two, three, four, five, six are gone, I think Jared Cook would be my next tight end, okay? I like Jared Cook. They signed him to, to use. Breeze has been looking for a tight end for a while, and, you know, that's, that's – um, and who's really the number two wide receiver there? You know, it's Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara is there, clearly, right? But then who really is the next guy? So for me, it would be Jared Cook. I have them over Eric Ebron. I think Eric Ebron's touchdowns regress. I've talked about that. It would be Cook. Then you got to consider guys like Njoku, maybe Vance McDonald as well. Those are the guys I like. That music means my time is up. And, yo, we have fun when time flies, yes, big timer. I'm on Cook over Burton. Uh, but, guys, twice a week, all right? So, Danny, we'll play the songs and all that stuff on Monday. And, guys, phone lines will be open. Holler at your boy. We'll take it to another division, another convening of the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Dilly dilly to everybody. Uh, and, Jilly dilly, you know how you got that name that dude loves. Yeah, Stats Overbeat. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Teams like the Orioles, the Marlins, Royals, Tigers, Blue Jays, Mariners. They've obviously committed to rebuilding, uh, uh, which is fair. I get that. But at times, it certainly does, Dane, appear that we're calling up a guy to do this. We're sitting this guy. Are they really always putting their best foot forward? Is tanking an issue? And will it be an issue, in your opinion, in the second half in Major League Baseball? Absolutely. Absolutely, it will. You know, um, and we've been saying this in every sport. I, I've called it the race away from the middle. And here's the way I think it. Here's the way I think it plays out. Okay, and let me get this straight. I've said this before. You've said it before, Joe. When we talk about tanking, that does not mean that the players on the field are not trying hard. That's not mm. what this means. This means things like the front office not going for it by signing guys. This means things like the managers, oh, I don't know, letting the kids play. Like you can have a valid argument that if you're not contending, what you want to do is get experience for some kids that will be part of the future of your franchise or putting them out there so that other teams can see them and they become more marketable via trade. Those are valid things, but they're just strategies that are not for now that are longer term strategies. And I think that 
that's part of what tanking is also. When the team organization, the brain trust, the management is taking a long view of that, right? And so if you look at it that way, the idea of playing kids is part of that long view. But yes, I think it will have an impact because you're going to see that. You're going to see some spot starts from kids that come up. You're going to see when they expand the rosters, that sort of thing. So, yes, I do think it'll have an impact. And what I was mentioning and I was asking you before is the place I think it might have an impact is not even game by game. But as you look at series prices, you know, when you have some of these teams that have fallen out of it, I might fade them in the series price. You've said on any given game, the Orioles, the Marlins, the, the Mariners, sure. they can win. But I think it would be a lot harder for them to win series, let's say, on the road or something like that. When I know one of those starts are going to be like some kind of kid or an opener or something like that. So I think series price might be the way to go. Are teams cutting their nose off despite their face, Dane, from the standpoint of, listen, we still make a lot of money at the gate generating people to buy tickets and come and see our baseball team locally. Are we are we killing the prospect of the future? Knowing that if a guy, listen, spends a couple of hundred dollars to take his kids to a baseball game on a Thursday or Friday night or heading into the weekend and, you know, you can't identify anybody on the field. They get blown out 13 to one because nobody really seems to give a crap. Are are you killing? Will, will that guy go? Well, don't worry about it. We'll get him next year. or We'll get him next game. I mean, are you are you alienating more fans than actually enticing them to invest in the team because it is a <laughs>